0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this with my friend in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Covering Mississippi state sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. In Studio X resides Rhino you're not near chance of you going into a birthday cake coma. I know it was Rebecca Turner's birthday today. Well, was considering she's a dietitian, there was no birthday cake. Sadly, this is why my birthday is superior. There would be cake if I if, if, if for my birthday. So we love you, Rebecca. Though we appreciate her. Uh, you know what? Let's just get right into it. First of all, thank you guys for joining me here on a Wednesday evening. If you want to chit chat. I'm right here, 601-879-4395. That's the text line. Uh, There's no getting around it anymore. And I've been talking about it for the past few weeks. And, uh, you know, because it it was obvious to anybody watching college football in Starville, Mississippi, how this was going to go. And if you watch the game Saturday night, first off, God bless you. I I had to watch it, but if you chose to watch it, you are a special person. You are a true, die-in-the-wool Bulldog fan. But there's no way any rational human being can can watch the Mississippi State play football these past few weeks and come to the conclusion that Zach Arnett is is going to remain here in Starkville for another season. it's It's just not feasible. You can't watch this team and think that. You can't see his name continue to pop up on articles about hot seats and see what the contract looks like and how minimal the financial damage is for Mississippi State should they decide to move away from him in, in the end of this year. And you also can't look at the plethora of candidates that are available in a year where the SEC is unlikely to have more than one more vacancy. Maybe Arkansas moves on, a B. But they got to win last past weekend, and they play an Auburn team this weekend that they could beat, and you know, Florida, are they going to pay Napier $30-plus plus million million? They probably have to move on from their athletic director first. They're not going to let Scott Strickland hire a third football coach, I don't think. And then you have Jimbo, and every little bit of smoke out there right now leads you to believe that they don't want to come off of that $70, 80000000 million it's going to take to get him out the door. So you might be the lone SEC job available. That makes you very attractive. So who are so? There's been some you know like there's been a lot of oh well he could come back and this that and that. Guys, watch the games. Watch the way Arnett coaches in these games. Here, yeah, I, w- I would do an impression, but I've been told dead air is bad for radio. Because I would just have to sit here with my arms crossed, which I'll cross my arms, and I have I have to move the microphone over over here. I don't know if you can hear me, and I have to just sit there and watch watch the show happen around me. Maybe Rano could take over. I don't know, but that's that's what it's like, and it's depressing. It's depressing to watch this guy who I used to watch on the sidelines crawling into people and just you know excited, emotional. That's what I thought Mississippi State was going to get. When they hired this guy, and instead, he, he's just, he feels like a shell of himself. It feels like a, this is not the same guy I watched for three years on the sidelines. It's not the same guy that I've interviewed and had him tell me straight up, I don't think that that's a good question because you, you don't know what you're talking about. do not I don't mind being told that. If I don't know what I'm talking about, educate me. Teach me. I'll learn. I'll listen. But I don't have that guy right now. I got a guy who just gives up, stands up, and gives coach speak, and it, it's just, it's just not himself, and it hurts. It hurts to watch. And so now, for me, for Brian Haydad, and I mean, look, we, I'm gonna go back to what we said at the at when this first started to crop up, that when a guy like Andy Staples. When guys like Ross Dellinger and Brandon Marcello and Adam Ridenberg are writing articles and they're putting that contract info in there, they got that from somebody. Did they get it from Zach Selman? No. Did they get it from the MSU Athletic Department? No. But are there people who know things who are who know things who know things? Yeah. And somebody nudged them in the right direction there. And so now we, we look at this season, State sitting at 4-5. and five. They, they play Texas A&M this weekend. They're a 17-point underdog to a team that is almost entirely quit on its team, on its season, its coach. You know, another underachieving, miserable year in College Station. They have the game against Southern Mississippi, which, goodness gracious, two teams that, I mean... Come on. What a miserable year in Hattiesburg. The, the misery in Starkville has only been equaled by the misery in Hattiesburg this year. And then you have the Egg Bowl, where if you told me to make the line, I would tell you it's probably going to be about the same as what it is in College Station. That Mississippi State at home against Ole Miss will be a 17 to 20 point underdog. And then on the day after the, the Thanksgiving, on, the, on that Friday, you know, that 3 o'clock. 306, music starts, Sports Talk, Mississippi. I'm legitimately wondering is our top story Ole Miss wins, or is our top story Mississippi State has moved on? That's where I am. I agree there's no reason to keep him. The only thing is we don't really know Zach Selman or anything about what his thought process is. You're correct in that, but what I would say is this. Zach Selman, football, athletic directors, their legacy is de- determined by their big hires. Football, and in some cases, men's basketball. That's why with the thing with Lamona's last year, I mean, athletic directors aren't determined. They aren't hired and fired on the strength of their baseball hires and fires. Simple as that. So Zach Selman knows, hey, i got to get this one right. It's so my first one. i got to get it right. So we'll see where it goes. I, I agree. Can we talk now about how Mincy makes it out of Brandon Walker's basement on Egg Bowl night? I think that live stream is going to be hilarious. It'll be hilarious if you're an Ole Miss fan. I feel bad for Brandon. I can't believe I guess when you work for Barstool, you don't have any choice but to make your misery into content. That's I, I won't be watching. It's not going to be any fun. Poor Brandon is going to get showered with eggs again, like he did uh, two years ago. So maybe we'll get lucky and Mincy won't say anything he's not supposed to say on the air. For Mississippi State, these next three games, in my opinion, will probably be the, the final games of the Zach Arnett era here at Mississippi State. If you want to call it an era, the Zach Arnett tenure at Mississippi State. Even if he were to go three and zero, which is would be a huge, huge, huge miracle. In my opinion, at this point, but even if that were to happen, I mean, I guess seven and five, yeah, he's back for another year. Even at six and six, I don't know, I don't think so, because you can't just take one game and say, okay, that's that that made it all right. Ole Miss did that a couple years ago, they did that with, or a few years ago with Matt Luke. If Ole Miss loses the 2017 Egg Bowl, my guess is Matt Luke's probably not the head coach at Ole Miss. But the the the, the groundswell of emotion of winning that game. They pushed Luke into the, uh, the the head coaching position, and then two years later, they were firing him. And they were never really good while he was there. You can't you can't let the emotion of somehow pulling off an upset in the Egg Bowl make things look different. You can't allow that. You have to you have to look at the season as a whole, not just one game. So how's that how's that going to look? You know, who who are the candidates? You guys know who my guy is. I'm on the Tom Herman train. But there are a lot of good candidates out there right now. I do think state needs to go with a with a proven head coach, a guy who has at least run a program before. You know, there are some good coordinators out there. I like Jeff Lebby. I like Kendall Bryles a lot. But I, I think you got to have a guy in in the top chair who's been in the top chair before. You know, that's what you did after Moorhead, right? You went out and you got a proven winning head coach. Now, I don't think there's another Mike Leach out there. I don't think there's a guy you can pluck from a, a big Power 5 school like that. But there are plenty of group of five guys out there, and there are guys out there who have Power 5 experience like Herman that you can bring in and f- feel better about where your program is from, from day one. That's, what, that's, that, that's the, 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 the crux of the matter, guys. You know. And I don't like it because I like Arnett. I think he's a good guy. You know, I always feel bad when I have to talk about coaches and and the trouble that they're in. And I never dreamed it would be, you know, November of his first year that I would be doing it with Zach Arnett. You guys know my preseason predictions on this team. I thought they were going to be pretty good. I had them at eight wins. But I was wrong. I bought into some things that were clearly not true, some of the things that were told about the offense, some of the things that were told about the defense. My thought that the the veteran leadership would carry this team just hasn't happened. And so they're 4-5, and five and they've got another loss coming, staring them straight in the face this, uh, this coming Saturday. Let's talk about that game a little bit more, and let's talk about who might be uh, behind center for the Bulldogs, because that's the question of the week. We'll talk quarterbacks when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. on Super Talk Mississippi. Rhino, who is that covering that classic song, Toto's Africa? Leo Mariccioli. Yeah. i have to look into that. Very good. Very good. You know, we're big in the, on the African continent. Number one college football podcast in Ghana, as well as Nepal, on the Asian continent. That's right, folks. Thunder and Lightning is the number one college football podcast on not one, but two continents. Mr. World, Working on it! A... <laughs> yeah! I like that. We're working on North America. I think we were sixth today, so it's just a constant battle with that gosh darn Andy Staples. Um, Thunder and lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Speaking of the Thunder and Lightning podcast, please subscribe, like, review five stars. Remember the deal, guys: five star review. That's my trade off. You can say whatever you want about me. You can call me the the worst, you know what, and flipping flabbing, floppin', whatever you want to call me. Just five stars. Don't miss the podcast, five days a week. Tonight, the return of future Brian. He's got to talk some basketball. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Uh, Just a couple things here from the text line real quick. Uh, My pick to be head coach, Jamie Chadwell, Dan Mullen, Lance Leopold. Let's go through those real quick. Chadwell, I like a lot, but he has a massive buyout at Liberty, and I don't know if State wants to get into that game. I just don't. There are other guys they can pay less and get good coaches for. Mullen. Ah well, I don't know, man. It doesn't always work out the second time around. If he came in and was motivated, yeah, he'd win. He could win. He'd have to change some things up in his recruiting philosophy. He'd have to hire some some staff that that are big time recruiters. But if he came in motivated, he can win. The question is, is he motivated? Leopold, I feel like he's he's the next guy to get a really big job. So he's probably gonna he's probably he's making like five mil a year at Kansas. Probably he can hang out until. You know, if Venables doesn't get the job done at Oklahoma, if uh, if Harbaugh decides to go, that's he's he's the guy that they're going to look. Those schools are going to look to. Any chance Jeff Trailer would come? Jeff Trailer's an interesting pick. Uh, if you've been paying attention on Sports Talk Mississippi, uh, Richard Cross said they had a conversation when he covered UTSA versus FAU, which is Tom Herman's school. FAU, UTSA is Jeff Trailer's school. He said Trailer was uh, Trailer's really waiting on the right job. Because he's making $3 million a year at UTSA. He's getting everything he wants, and he's winning. So it just becomes a question Do you want to challenge yourself there. Uh, let's see here. State is going to have to pay to play. Want a great coach? Going to have to make him a great deal. State hasn't really done that in the past. Eh. I mean, they were willing to pay Mullen in 2017, I think, $6 million a year. And he was just ready to move on. Leach would have probably—I've talked about this before. Leach was making five and a half last year. Had he had he not passed away, he'd probably easily be making six, six and a half this year. And had he had a good season this year, it would probably be bumped up to seven, seven and a half. So uh, money's not a concern. I, I'll just put it that way. Uh, what about Clay Helton? That's a good. That's an interesting choice. Sort of, sort of in the same mold as Tom Herman, although he's had more success at this group of five stop. Then has Tom Herman this year one at FAU. I I don't hold that against Herman. He's trying to clean up after Willie Taggart and trying to clean up after that mess is like trying to clean up. You know, when, you're, when you when you you see where I'm going. It's messy. It's messy to clean. up. I couldn't come up with an analogy that didn't just quite tickle the FCC's fancy. So it's just messy with Willie Taggart. Um, but Helton is a good choice. I don't I don't mind that. What about Mark Ricks? No. Rick, first off, I think Rick's just announced he has, like, Parkinson's or something. So for, certainly not. No. Too old. He's done. No. Signetti uh, from the group of five level. That's a, that's a really good idea. My, the, the age scares me. He's at James Madison. If you're listening, Kelso, I'm sorry. But 62, same with Willie Fritz at Tulane. I like him a lot. But the the problem becomes this. You're 62, right? And state, let's say state brings them in, they pay them four million, four or five million a year, right? Three years from now, you've made fifteen million, and you're sixty-five. Maybe the thought is, I've done enough. And then you're Mississippi State, and you're looking at a sixth coach, a sixth coach in ten years. You, 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 that's a risk you can't take. I like him though; he's a really, really good coach, John Sumrall. John Sumrall would be an A plus, A plus higher. but that's a guy I think is going to hold out for bigger jobs. I think that's a guy. First off, he would he would take the Kentucky job, which I'm not saying is a bigger job than Mississippi State. That's 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 like I think his next step, and then he has another step beyond that. But right now, John Sumrall is is winning at a clip that, I mean, the first thought I have is like, how much longer does Mack Brown want to coach North Carolina? That's one. Um, I'm trying to think. That's a guy. Sumrall is a guy who Florida might call. I don't know if Florida wants to go that route again, go to the group of five route, but he's been really, really good. Uh, Hey, Dad, this is Melissa visiting your hometown of Vicksburg. Matt and I just had a fine steak at the Beachwood Inn. One of the best steaks in the state of Mississippi at the Beachwood. I've had so many. A couple of people asking about J.J. Kinney for the head coach at Texas State. That is the wild card guy to me for Mississippi State. Only two years as a head coach. He went 12-2 at Incarnate Word, and now he's got Texas State Bowl eligible. He runs a really fun, up-tempo, fast-paced offense, which is another thing I think State has got to find, right? Part of what's made Ole Miss uh, such a, a national treasure over the past few years is the fact that Kiffin runs an exciting, upbeat, up-tempo offense. State's got to get on board with that. Even with Leach, the offense was never super exciting. It was a grinded out passing offense, if such a thing could exist. They need somebody who can move the chains and get people excited about college football. There, uh, let's see here. If Billy Napier gets fired, would he be considered? No, no. I, I, try imagine selling that to your fan base. Hey, this guy couldn't win at a school where he has every possible advantage. So we're going to bring him here? No, absolutely not. Must uh, no be the same as bringing in Will Muschamp? No. Whoever the next coach is, he's got a, uh, come on, hey, dad. Dan is the man Arnett DC. Absolutely not. Zach Arnett will, would not take a demotion. No, just just get that out of your head. Whoever the next coach is is going to have a, a quarterback, or at least he should. You know, it's a transfer portal. it might not. But I like, I like the glimpses of Chris, Chris Parson that I saw uh, Saturday night against Kentucky. Again, they're just glimpses, flashes. You know, a play here, a play there. He threw the ball well on this play. He, he looked good in the pocket, escaping pressure this play. He's still a true freshman. He's still got a long way to go. State will definitely be in the portal for a transfer quarterback this year. But I like I liked a little bit of what I saw from Parson. But am I going to see more this weekend? It's sort of a three-way thing here, right? You've got people asking about Will Rogers. Is he healthy enough? Arnett said on Monday, if he's healthy, he's the starting quarterback. No questions, no questions asked. I don't know, necessarily know that I, you know, I, I, what I would say is that Will Rogers gives you the best chance to win. And for Zach Arnett, a coach that, quite honestly, he needs to win. I said it. If Zach Arnett wins his final three games, he, he's he's going to be the head coach of Mississippi State next year. So that's what he's got to do. He's got to go 3-0. and Will Rogers gives you the best chance to do that. Now, something I feel like I need to, to quantify there, that doesn't mean Will Rogers plays and State wins. It means State's chances of winning goes from 2% to 10%. Or fifteen percent, something like that. But Rogers definitely gives you a better chance to win than does Wright or Parson. Do you start Parson? You just go ahead and say, Let's go. Let's go let let this kid have his, his moment. He can redshirt and, and, and we'll we'll let him go. Or do you do what I think you're gonna do? And I think they're gonna start Mike Wright. I think that they will I think Rogers will not be completely ready this weekend and they'll simply play it off as, we wanted to start the experienced guy on the road in front of 100,000 people. Is that the right decision? It is not, in my opinion. It is not the right decision. You should go with Parson. You should start building for the future. Give the next coach a quarterback who's seen some some, some playing time and is ready to go. But I think that's what they're going to do. The best-case scenario for State, to be honest with you, because it, it eliminates controversy, right? If Rodgers can go, he's a starting quarterback. Fine, fine. I, I I get it. I support it. But if if you have if you don't have Rodgers and you start right, I mean I didn't I, I don't know how much lower your approval ratings can go. And I'm not saying a coach should make a decision based on what the fans want. He certainly shouldn't. But goodness gracious, you got to throw him a bone at some point. That that's my concern for Mississippi State this weekend. How about ferrets? <laughs> You know what's funny is you look at Kirk Ferentz's record at Iowa, and State fans would be all over that. They, they, they're they what seven and two right this second. They're the most boring team in college of all. They're seven and two. You want to be happy during the game or after the game? That's what Kirk Ferentz asks you. Be hilarious. Napier turned us down previously, so no. That's 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 definitely the uh, the the uh, the idea. Chase from Columbus. If you go to the coordinator route, it has to be an offensive guy, a moderate offensive guy that has motion spacing matchups. Completely agree. Hundred percent on that. Jeff Levy is a name I would look at if I went. If you had to go the coordinator route, Kendall Brows is a guy I would look at. Stuff like that. Um, who's the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech? Is it Josh Kitley is that his name? That's a guy I would look at. But you're right, offense. This hire has to be offense, offense, offense. Got to build your offense up. Mississippi will always provide you with defensive guys. You can always find guys like that. So. All right, let's talk hoops when we come back. State's only uh, two hours from tip-off at the Barstool uh, Classic. Let's talk about this team and what we expect to see tonight. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you've got it. We are back here on Thunder and Lightning. It's a Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Dad. Thank you for joining me here on a Wednesday evening. About two hours from now, we'll be uh, starting the uh, basketball season. Mississippi State basketball tips off tonight in the Barstool Classic in Chicago, Illinois against Arizona State. Uh, Tip-off time, I think, is scheduled for 8.30. You can watch that game live at Barstool.tv or on the Barstool Sports YouTube channel free of charge. Don't have to worry about paying any streaming fees for that. Uh, obviously no Tolu Smith for the Bulldogs tonight, still out with that injury. No Keyshawn Murphy, he's still out with an injury. And then we learned on Friday, I'm sorry, on Monday, that, uh, senior shooting guard Shaq Moore will not be available tonight either for disciplinary reasons. So, Bulldogs down some players here for sure, but they are going to have Andrew Taylor back in the lineup. He missed the exhibition game, uh, with, uh, Southern Mississippi for personal reasons, but he's back tonight, state, uh, favorite, as we learned during Sports Talk Mississippi, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the uh, the Sun Devils, and that would be a very good win for Mississippi State. You know, Arizona State is usually a, a bubbled kind of team, so this could end up being a quad two, maybe even a, a quad one win if things go right for the Bulldogs and for the Sun Devils, obviously, uh, this season. Uh, we haven't seen a starting lineup yet, obviously. My guess is it would be Rams Davis, Andrew Taylor, Cam Matthews, D.J. Jeffries, and Jimmy Bell. That's probably your starting lineup. First guy off the bench will be Josh Hubbard. Um, so you'll see some Jaquan Scott. Probably have to see a little bit more of Trey Fort tonight because they're just going to be missing some guards there. And then Gal Choi, the uh, the true freshman center, will have to play some as well to give Jimmy Bell a breather. Unless State wants to go small, I don't know if they – I mean, playing. if I'm playing somebody at the five, I might play Cam Matthews there just because I think he's a little bit more physical than his uh, – Dj Jeffries, if I'm going to go to a smaller lineup, but I mean, he would definitely have some height issues, I'd uh, be at a height disadvantage there against some of the bigs from Arizona State. I'm excited about this season, though. Um, my expectation, my full expectation, is for this to be an NCAA tournament team, to be a team that not not and not a bubble team. I think this is a team that's going to get out to a good start, even without Tolu Smith. And, you know, if you remember back in 2018-19 in when State finally sort of broke through under Howland and had that team that went to the NCAA tournament, they were never on the bubble. They were all year long. Their net was in a position where you were like, okay, this is going to be a four or five seed. That's where I'd like to see this team be this year. They play, spent last year on the bubble. I think this year's team they can spend being a little bit more comfortable and being a little bit more likely to uh, to be in the tournament from from day one. But it starts tonight. They, they, they need to get that going. Mississippi State women's basketball started on Monday night, a win over the uh, the Allcorn State Braves, three Bulldogs with double-doubles, not just in double figures, but with double-doubles, uh, led by Ja'Kayla Jordan, who had a, a, a tremendous night, a career-high night in, uh, in points and rebounds for her. So really, really good. Also today, uh, Mississippi State learned, let me get the name right on this one here, but uh, they were able to reclassify one of their 2025 commitments to this class, and in terms of being part of the team, come this season. Now, that doesn't mean that this, this that they expect a uh, a big a big uh, what's the word I'm looking for contribution this year. But this is one of the most interesting prospects state has signed in quite some time. Uh, if I mess her name up, I'm very sorry. Rocio Jimenez, six foot seven center from the Dominican Republic. And they expect her to be part of the 2023 2024 team, so she will be a a, a person who a, a player who can com- contribute this year. But I would expect her to redshirt. She is a very raw prospect, but she's six foot seven. You can't teach, and you can't teach that. So obviously, when you hear six foot seven Mississippi State, you're thinking Tierra McAllen. That's going to be the hope, right? That you've got another person who can absolutely control the paint every minute she's on the court for you down the road because there are just not a lot of six foot seven ladies out there. So Sam Purcell with a really good signing day uh, today, brought in some some big time players, um, including the top player in this state, Anisha. I, I'm sorry, uh, man. Once again, if I if I mess up the name, I do I do apologize, uh, but I believe it's An Anisha. You know what, I, I probably shouldn't have gone down this road because I am just butchering these names. Anisha Carreri, if I got that wrong, if somebody wants to let me know because she's from Mississippi. She's from Gulfport, Harrison Central High School. She's the top player in this state. Uh, so a good day for Sam Purcell. Uh, this was, Today was a National Signing Day for all of your, your non-football sports, baseball, basketball, uh, soccer, softball, they all announced the signees today. Again, my apologies for I'm I'm positive I butchered those names. So, this kind of is what it is. But this men's team tonight, I'm looking forward to seeing them play. Uh, I'm looking forward. I I, I think tonight with with the quality of opponent they're playing in Arizona State, we can get a real feel for what this team is going to look like without Tolu Smith. If they were playing uh, a team that you knew was going to be sub 200, sub 250, quad four kind of team. Right out the gate, you, you I don't think you get a good feel for what they're going to look like because Jans would rotate a lot of guys, and it wouldn't it wouldn't look like the way you think it's going to look in, in the real games. Playing Arizona State on this national stage, uh, I think he, you know he probably gives a little bit more effort into let's let's play this game straightforward. This is our rotation. This is a we're going to try to keep it kind of lean. You know, eight nine guys, and, and this is what the team will look like in big games. Uh, and then you know you see how good you can be without Tolu Smith. There, there is a best case scenario for Mississippi State where they get through this relatively unscathed. You know, two two losses maybe in the non conference. it's non conference schedule it's not particularly strong in terms of you know there's not a, a top twenty five team on, on there, but they play a lot of neutral site and road games so that their 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 net doesn't take huge hits. They do have some easy wins at the hump, obviously, but that's just part of anybody's non-conference schedule when you're a Power 5 team. You're going to play some 100, 150 RPI teams. As long as you beat them, it is, there's nothing to it. You know, everybody, everybody has quad three and quad four wins on their resume. It's just a question of having those good wins. That was the difference for State last year, is that A, they had a few good wins. Uh, beating TCU at the hump, beating Marquette on a neutral site was a huge win for State all season long. But they didn't have bad losses. They didn't have – they had, a, I think, a couple of quad threes. I don't think they had a quad four loss last year. And so that's that was the key for State when we got to tournament time was you looked at the resume and were like, okay, they beat basically everyone they were supposed to beat. They won a couple games they weren't supposed to win, and then they didn't lose to anybody they weren't supposed to lose to. And that's, that's the resume of a tournament team more, more times than not when you have 20-plus wins. And, of course, it goes without saying that you know, Mississippi State, Barstool, Chicago, Brandon Walker will be heavily involved. So if you're a fan of Brandon Walker, and I you know, I like to, to joke and josh with him, but, yes, I am a fan of Brandon Walker. He's my friend. and I'm, I've, I, One thing I've always said about Brandon is I'm very proud of his success because for two reasons. One, I feel like he represents Mississippi State at the national level, which State doesn't have a lot of those people. And there's not a lot of, of national figures that represent Mississippi State that Pull for Mississippi State in a public manner, so that's good to have Brandon. But secondly, I mean that's my friend. You know, he and I worked together. You know, we we uh, we 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 did podcasts together. Uh, we you know he was we've sat in the press boxes together, and you know I, his, I couldn't be happier for his success. He's, he's been he took the bull by the horns and he has absolutely nailed it, and he's become one of the biggest people at one of the biggest media companies in the world. So, I always you know people like to you know. Mess with me and stuff like that about about Brandon. Nah, couldn't couldn't be happy for the guy. And listen to his podcast uh, mostly sports with uh, him and Mark Titus every morning on my on my walk. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've said it before. There are sometimes where you would think I was a crazy person because I'm just laughing walking along with my headset on and uh, just just laughing at whatever it is that the, those guys have come up with. So I've heard some rumblings about Sam Hurt Purcell getting hired away after the season. Don't know or why that's coming up so early. Yeah, I feel like that's misplaced just personally um, because it's as simple as this. Sam Purcell's dad, I think it's his dad, was a huge uh, figure at Auburn in women's basketball. He grew up as, as an Auburn guy. Now John Cohen, the man who hired him, is at Auburn. They feel like Cohen will try to poach him away at the end of this season uh, when, when, they, when they have another unsuccessful season and Johnny Harris has to move on. The problem is this: Everybody knows Auburn women's basketball will never be a thing. They don't support women's basketball. Mississippi State does. I think Purcell knows that, and so it's going to be very tough to pry him away. So don't worry about that. Getting past basketball, we're really going to be bad at baseball. You really want to do this, Dwayne? Dwayne, it is November the eighth, man. We're not. We're not doing baseball today. We're not doing baseball. The basketball season starts tonight. We've still got three football games left. We're going to have, we're in all likelihood, we're going to have a coaching search to go through. We are a long, long way from worrying about baseball at Mississippi State. At least I am. I don't know about others, but at least I am, for sure. So, All right, we'll wrap it up when we come back. And a uh, few, few more things to talk about on the way out. Maybe a few more of your texts. 601-879-4395. If you got a coaching candidate you like? Let's talk about them. We'll do that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Let's wrap things up here on a Wednesday night. Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Subscribe to all of our podcasts, the Rebel Report, the Eagle Hour, the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast. That way, when somebody asks you about college football, you're better informed. You know more about the teams here in your state than most others are going to know. You know more about college football. We always have great guests on Sports Talk Mississippi. We're always talking about all sorts of stuff on there including, you know, random non-sports topics, including my caloric intake, evidently, from, from time to time. Richard said today that he, he had been thinking about my caloric intake all day yesterday. So, <laughs> I'm glad I left an impression. So, did you hear this uh, this debate, this discussion, Rhino? Did you hear anything about this? No, I must have missed it. So, I just, you know, I use this app to to track my calories, right? You put food in and it tells you how many calories and blah blah blah. yeah so i was like let me see let me just give you a, get a typical day of old Brian and how many calories it was going to be you you want to hazard a guess 4200 65 oh, wow. 100 yeah <laughs> like when you look at it you're like dang it's more than 3 glad right, i'm right. alive yeah, really, I mean, it was, it was. I was just like, okay, well, you know, I don't do that anymore. You were grinding. So we're going <laughs> to. Towards an early grave. So I think Dan Lanning from Oregon would be a great fit state. I mean, it sounds great, but why would Mississippi, why would o- he, the coach at Oregon leave Mississippi State? Why would the number six team in the college football playoff, why would that guy leave to go rebuild somewhere? That's That's not happening. Uh, let's see here. CC in Antonio. I agree State needs a coach with experience, but Herman, 4-5 and five at FAU, he seems to be in decline. Again, when you clean up Willie Taggart's mess, it takes some time. Ask Mike Norvell. How long did it take him to get Florida State rolling, and now they're rolling? you got to look at Tom Herman's whole record. He was successful at Houston. He was winning games at Texas. He wasn't fired because he wasn't winning games. His last year at Texas was the COVID year. They went 7-3. and three. So they normally play nine conference games, right? So he would have been 10-2 and two his last year if they had played their normal conference schedule. But he ran a foul of the, the wrong people there. So, no, that guy, Herman, is 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 not in any kind of decline. He's trying to clean up a... Really bad me- uh, mess there, Harbaugh. You just think about you know how many people have got a good hunting rifle, and you just you just use the scope on that to get the, the the signals. You know you don't you don't you don't need to buy tickets, coach. I'll just get put a stand up, and I'll get you the signals right there. Might want to take a it lot off easier the rifle. here in the state of Mississippi. But take it off the rifle, yes. Please don't don't take a firearm into the stadium. That'll go wrong. Gus Malzahn, nah, nah, nah. His record at state would be fine. Every year, you know, I mean, he was consistently an eight and four kind of coach, but sometimes he would jump up and have he would still have four losses, but he would it would it would go the ten and two to ten and four route. But now, no, this it doesn't work. Houston Nut? <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, the joke I made on Thunder and Lightning on the podcast the other day was for Zach Selman to come out. Mississippi State fans, I found us a, a national championship winning coach. And then you tell them that they spent, we have spent $80 million and paid the buyout for Jimbo Fisher. Or Les Miles could be the new coach. National championship coach, Ed Orgeron, new Mississippi State head football coach. Comes full circle. So... I don't know. I don't. I don't think any of those guys are going to be the next head coach at uh, Mississippi State. Malzahn is ninety nine and fifty two as a head coach. I'll take that every day. I, I agree, but he was. You know, he, he was winning those games. He, he 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 kind of underachieved at Auburn. I got to get somebody who. who I got to get somebody who I don't believe is an underachieving coach. I like Malzahn. I think Parson would be really good in his offense too. Malzahn's a guy like if they if they get him, I I would not I wouldn't kill that hire, but that's not the that's not the guy that's got to have me jumping up and down for joy. Will Hall, eh, no, nah, no. Nah. Tommy Tuberville. Let me tell you something right now. Absolutely not. No chance for that. These are good answers. Like that, that, that should be that should be a, a tweet idea. Who's the next MSU coach? Wrong answers only. Nick Saban. I mean, if you're going to go, go. Get a coach. Get a coach. Get somebody who's wants something. I don't know. All right. Sports Talk Mississippi tomorrow. Thunder and Lightning podcast tomorrow. The debut of future Brian in this athletic year. We haven't talked to future Brian uh, since last baseball season. We've got him back on the podcast now talking about Mississippi State, Arizona State. So we'll do that tomorrow. Guys, have a great Wednesday night, and I'll be back with you on Thursday. For down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi.